This is the iMarket Podcast, brought to you by the Marketing Society of Kenya, Safaricom, and Capital FM. Welcome to the second season of the Marketing Society of Kenya iMarket Podcast. This is a platform to create conversations on relevant topics that spark debate and discussions among the marketing fraternity and help us improve and challenge our marketing strategies. Our desire is to inspire and motivate marketers to create award-winning work that delivers business results and outcomes. In this season, we will navigate the world of digital marketing by understanding the opportunities that being connected to the internet presents. Through the episodes, we will be speaking to various guests to understand the impact of the internet on their lives and businesses, especially when it comes to unlocking opportunities, generating revenue, and delivering impact in their communities. We will also demystify the world of MarTech and the ways technology is enabling brand and marketing strategies. This season is sponsored by Safaricom, and we will explore what Molekeoni is internet means to different people and businesses in the industry. My name is Caroline Kendi. And I am Paula Kerre. We will be your hosts on this transformative journey. Wa Kenya kila siku twajitahidi Twaangalia kesho kwa matumaini Tukijumuika Tuwasiliana Kutimiza malengo tunapokutana It's a magical time to be alive with a new kind of connection where you supply the belief in the impossible and we supply the network that makes it real. Welcome to episode 6 of the iMarket podcast, a place where we just have amazing interesting conversations around marketing and around digital marketing. And our guest today is the Joel Steven Rao. I didn't know you're called Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Joel is the CEO of Densu Digital Brands. This is Densu Creative, I Prospect and Marco, and the co-founder of African Africa Creative Agency. Agency. Yeah. His legacy is to turn customers into fanatics, products into obsessions, employees into ambassadors, and brands into religions. At 34, he is only 34. He has managed to build the biggest digital and customer experience division of Sub-Saharan Africa within the global advertising network, Densu International, and is leading a team of 174 professionals in this country. Mm. Karibu Joel. Thank you so much. It's such so an much honor. Karibu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. So, we usually do a check-in okay. every um time we um you know um are here together so yeah. on a, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 tell us how you're feeling today and tell us what you're grateful for i'm a good 8 8 yes not 10 no <laughs> great and what are you grateful for um believe it or not i'm genuinely grateful for life um i think this has been the one year where i've worked the hardest that i've ever worked mm-hmm. uh in my career um at the same time um it's the same year where i've also gotten to grow my family 
got a new daughter early this year. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um and this is the year that I've done phenomenally well. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Actually, let's talk about one of the things that f- amazes <laughs> me about you is you have Four daughters. Yeah, right? I'm a certified girl dad. Oh, you're a girl yeah, dad. Certified. I mean, congratulations. <laughs> and and we had this conversation um, when we were uh, setting up the Stereotype Alliance. And yes. I think it would be great to just hear your passion around, mm. uh, you know, your girls and and the world you see you want to create for them growing up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm part of the Stereotype Alliance. Okay. Um. It's a global uh, network of people who, are professionals who are actually looking at. Uh, eliminating biases against women um it's not just biases against women when it comes to advertising uh but any form of stereotyping that would happen you know against people with disabilities and so on and so forth um you know this is something that uh i was really passionate about and then uh early this year did have the opportunity to get nominated to join the stereotype alliance to represent densu um and for me the biggest motivation that i had was that at the time i think i had three daughters my fourth one hadn't come yet um and watching them grow up i would look at you know the toys that they would play with and when i would go shopping for toys i would get like it's only like dolls that are light skinned i mean i'm light skinned myself Barbie. they are they're muzungus and over and above that even the sort of content that was being consumed mm-hmm. was very western Um, and I started thinking about like the sort of, um, you know, environment I'd want my kids to grow, the sort of world that I'd want them to grow without necessarily looking to the West as if the West is good for them. Um, that whatever they have here, they can actually create a utopia for themselves if they ever wanted to. And so for me, that with the fact that being in advertising there are a lot of biases against mm-hmm. women you know roles that are depicted in ads whereby you know the woman is seen as the home maker mm. for example or they have to go and buy you know the 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 the, the washing powder for or food or, food mm. or whatever basically yeah. they're, they're the boring person that exactly. nobody ever wants, wants to, to be. engage exactly no wants to be yeah but the reality of the matter was that uh, growing up my i was told by my mom and we are all brothers in my family so i think <laughs> the world is the world is <laughs> it has been it is balanced been, yeah, it's, bal- <laughs> it's balanced exactly yeah uh, growing up my mom told me that you know you need to learn how to take care you don't sure basically these were her exact words I don't want you to depend on a woman to live your life. Mm-hmm. You need to learn how to be independent mm. as a man. So I had to do all those things. I had to buy my own washing powders, you know. Yeah. Do all those things that traditionally a woman would do. Yeah. Mm, um but yeah, I mean it helped me throughout my early life, but at the end of the day, what I realized was that actually there's so much stereotyping that goes on in advertising. Mm-hmm we can actually reverse those roles and for me and stereotype alliance gave me the opportunity to do that so it yeah. was quite yeah. quite I'm, something i'm also so passionate about stereotype alliance uh-huh. and i think I'll, my check in is uh, for some great what i'm grateful for today and you've just sparked it yeah. is to be a woman mm. in marketing mm. at this point true because i think you know when you even understand why why those stereotypes happen in yeah. in the marketing process it's when you look at the script <laughs> and you're like you know you know why are you doing that you know it's funny and yeah. and we've had a couple of ads i remember was it last year the year before uh we actually shot an ad mm. at safaricom and 
it was showing um it was funny it was funny as hell it was a script that was showing you know how um you invite one girl for a date and then she brings her pals yeah. mm. right that frustration mm. so yeah it's funny and it was great for the script but then because of our our being part of the stereotype alliance we're like no we can't do that because that's propagating a negative stereotype Yeah, ab- ab- about, about women, women. yeah because yes. not all women are like that and mm. it's so, so it's just being there and being part of those conversations i think mm. there's so many times when you look at a script and like no and a good example i like to use is the empesa when we're doing the empesa app um yes yes and yes, there yes. was a stereotype of a muindi guy is the owner of the tech company and mm. then the somali yes. girl is the worker and yeah. we're like no actually it's let her be the owner around. switch it around yeah, exactly. so yeah, i think i feel it's beautiful to be just part of those conversations yeah. and actually be you know to start to show these young girls your daughters images that they can relate to from when they're from when they're months, young exactly right? because yeah. then they'll grow up in a world where yeah. you know yeah mm. so i'm because of that i'm a 10 out of 10 mm. <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paula, Um, on a scale of 1 to 10 i think i'm at a 10 just grateful for life like you say you know mm. you can never be grateful um enough for mm. the gift of life mm. yep awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. cool so you know you you know what even talking about earlier and i'm saying my god for someone who's 34 you know to be a ceo and of such an international call do i look 34 that's good right 30 yeah please flatter me away <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> back to that before. <laughs> Who looks like that? I mean, what's I'll your story? It. What's yeah. your story? How did you get here? And you know, what what are the things that you can tell us about oh, wow. your story that have led you to be a CEO at 34 because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are like, "Wow, I want to be like that guy." Yeah. yeah. Um this I mean, it started actually in high school. I won't lie. Um so if you've passed high school you will not be a CEO at that <laughs> first point you have to start in high school yeah. <laughs> education is important <laughs> and we'll get to that yeah. uh no but seriously started in high school I went uh-huh. to friend school camsinga the oh, friend really? school camsinga yeah okay yeah uh-huh. um and the then principal at the time um you know would would talk to us about he would give us talks every uh monday tuesday wednesday Uh, and then Thursdays would be form 4s and then Saturdays would be the whole school so he would do that thing like from once mm-hmm. Mondays from Tuesdays Ooh. like that like that yeah mm-hmm. what was really interesting about these sessions is that he'd give us like life lessons like you know the seven things to do to succeed in life and then he'd like break it down and we'd take notes and there are like so many of those sessions that we really had good yeah yeah right? it's really good yeah, yeah. 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 shout out to Ambassador Nabukwesi wherever oh, you are. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> He's an ambassador, right? Well, former ambassador of Kenya to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was quite interesting was that um as we went on, you know, through life, I remember being at home uh, in front of my dad's uh tabletop computer with a dial-up internet. Paula, do you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, wait, didn't you just celebrate? <laughs> like like a di- what's that? Tabletop? Yeah. Even tabletop. She's like, what is that? Tabletop. Uh, tabletop is if you're not a laptop, it's not a laptop, it's a tabletop. So the fixed computer. The oh, ones that don't yeah, like a desktop. Like a desktop. Okay, yeah. a desktop. Yeah. You know a desktop? A desktop? Okay, good. Yes. Dial-up that and for. I'm not that old, Paula. What is yeah. <laughs> So dial-up The way the internet used to be back in the day is that you'd have a physical telephone conversation uh, connection connected to what we call a modem. Ah, we know modems. Yes, we yeah. know modems. But the modems back then 
you know the way you'd dial your phone it would actually dial into the internet so it, it was a dial up connection okay okay yeah mm-hmm. so it used to make this you see we really started the education 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 on dial up i'm not guys i was doing this when i was in my early teens so i'm not that old <laughs> yet <laughs> we know your age we know fine <laughs> But basically, I remember like sneaking in. Actually, I used to sneak in because you know the, it was it was like, you know, it was the sacred thing in the house. Yeah. No one should go and boot up the computer mm. and yeah. dial up to the internet. Mm-hmm. So I used to, you know, go and like pad the modem because it used to make a lot of noises <laughs> in the house yeah. when you're dialing up. So you'd pad it, and then you'd dial up to the internet, and then the internet connection would be there. And the fa- the browser was Internet Explorer. Yeah. The first page was Yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I remember sitting there and seeing like these images load really slowly. And I remember seeing on the Yahoo website a specific ad mm-hmm. about a job opening. No, it was it was um the ad read, Do you want to be part of a working force that pays the most in America, uh, you're some, like click some, something to that regard. Uh-huh. And I, I paid attention to this as like I'm interested in finding out more. So it was a job yes. ad, uh-huh. and when I clicked on it, the job was for a digital agency. Mm-hmm. I did not know what a digital agency <laughs> was yeah. at that point in time. Yeah, but then I went and did my research, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, qualifications, software engineering, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. You know, you need to have an engineering background. Mm-hmm. You need to have had some form of coding background. I told myself, you know what, I am going to be a software engineer. So in high school, I went. I took my my windbreaker. The, like the one you're wearing today. This is not a windbreaker, <laughs> <laughs> but a windbreaker, yeah. a proper one. And I wrote behind there software. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And that was the hang that like from that point in the time beginning. that was the beginning. And I was like curious. I need to know what this is all about. Mm-hmm. So even going into uni, I was called up to go and um, do. Um, I didn't qualify to do software engineering uh, at KU because KU was the only one that's offering it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I told myself, oh, I, I can apply for a scholarship. I applied for a scholarship to the US. I got a scholarship, but then oh. got denied mm-hmm. to get into the US. The visa, really? Yeah, it was around that time when visas, visas were, were impossible. Issues. Were issues. I mean, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you'd read this interesting blogs how to pass your visa interview and mm-hmm. i studied so hard to pass my visa interview <laughs> only to fail miserably <laughs> you know um and then i never got the scholarship and then you know the next best option was well you know you need to attend a kenyan university now yeah. since you refused to go to ku mm-hmm. go and choose so i went um and i remember i was uh, my auntie used to work at nic bank that time she asked me you know why don't you as your thinking of doing things where we come and do something do some letters work in the mail yeah. mail mailing, office yeah. mailing room mm-hmm. and i used to go and frank letters over there and when i was there something interesting happened uh, she told me oh now tomorrow there's an opportunity for you guys to go and market the young movers account in nic i was mm-hmm. like oh i'm interested mm-hmm. so i went to that meeting and she told me if you ever say where you're from don't say i'm the one who told you about this opportunity because it's nepotism yeah. in the workplace yeah. so i said i'm not gonna say this so i went in there 
when I started, so young people who are like my age, uh-huh. you know, we are vibing, you know, things are going on well. And one thing led to another. And immediately, um, she tells me that, or rather the, the, the lady who was sitting next to me tells me like, oh yeah, you know, I'm from University of Nairobi. Oh, the other one is from, I'm from USIU. Oh, uh-huh. I'm from, Stra- I'm, I'm from uh, Catholic University, different universities. Uh-huh. Then the marketing director walks in and I can't remember her name to save my life. I just remember she was light skinned and she was really good looking <laughs> at that time. <laughs> and she said, okay, now introduce yourselves. This is the marketing team, introduce yourselves. So she started, oh yeah, um, my name is Gadoni and I'm from ISEC in University of Nairobi. Uh-huh. My name is so-and-so and I'm from ISEC in USIU. Yeah. My name is so-and-so. So in my mind, I was like, the common denominator here is this ISEC thing. Yeah. So I stood up and it was my time. I, was, I think I was the last person. I was like, oh yeah, young man at the end. And I said, my name is Joel Rao and I'm from ISEC in Strathmore. And then there was this eerie silence in the room. There's no Isaac in Strasbourg. Oh my god. And she comes god. and says, I don't think there's Isaac in Strasbourg. Oh and I was like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> and and and, and she, she was like, I, I can't remember. The last time I was in Isaac, because she was also an Isaac alumni, mm. I guess. And she's like, I can't remember being Isaac in Strasbourg. And then there was one lady from USIU who said, Actually, they were just um, introduced into the Kenyan chapter a few months ago. They are under USIU, but there is an Isaac oh Strathmore. Oh my gosh! I remember going home that night and I told my mom, I'm going to Strathmore University. <laughs> I have to <laughs> keep this going. I have to keep this going. I've already said it. Because in my mind, I was thinking the way this is like, you know, the way you play into the future, like, oh yeah, you know, the man lies in his interview. <laughs> headlines yeah yeah and then the the job was the role was to market the young movers account mm-hmm. on trade mm-hmm. at junction i'll never forget this and the idea was you go and market it but you also selling it and signing up parents who had kids to take up the account mm-hmm. oh wow so my very first job in marketing before uni mm-hmm. was selling bank accounts mm-hmm. and you know what was really interesting about that because i had told people that I'm in Isaac, I had to ensure that I am the best yeah. at convincing people to taking up this account. That's how I got into marketing. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's funny. And I also was an Isaacer. Oh. By the way. I did not know this, you by the way. You didn't know this? I did not know this. <laughs> I was ex- full. I was like the national committee. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I didn't go for a traineeship. But yeah, I'm, a, I'm such an Isaac. What? I could be that person. Getting the phone. I'm like, get those Isaac people to help us. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, but yeah, no, fantastic story. Yeah. And and then how, does, how do you transition from that to a CEO? Well, um, the way I transitioned to, it was a journey, obviously. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is because of ISEC, so I joined Strath. I ended up joining Strath. <laughs> because you had because to. Because I, I had to. <laughs> I ended up going to ISEC. I ended up joining leadership in ISEC. Mm-hmm. As I was finishing my Strath uh, degree program, I also got into the national leadership. So oh. I was a member committee. Me- vice member. Shout out to Isaac. Shout out to Isaac. If you're a campus, go to Isaac. It helps somehow. <laughs> what was interesting though, um, I did get the opportunity now to go to Isaac International. So mm. like for me, when I get into something because of the grit, because of the hunger, I had to like go deep. I have mm. to explore what this is what value comes out of it. Mm-hmm. 
and I immediately realized like because of the experience that I was getting, I was setting myself apart from my from my peers. And I decided to go internationally and I was based in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going to Mexico. So I was in a dinner in Mexico and one of the ISEC board members was Carlos Slim. Mm-hmm. Carlos Slim is one of the richest men in the world. He we were privileged to have him as a board member. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and was like, you don't look Latino. You're definitely, your accent is not definitely not American. Where are you from? I told him I'm from Kenya. It's in Africa. You know, you give the spiel. <laughs> yeah. We are marathon runners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I run. Yeah. Keep yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, one thing led to another and he, he found my story so interesting. And, you know, I guess by the grace of God, he invited me to his office and said, like, you know, come, let's connect in office. Like, oh, this is like oh, wow. one of the richest people. Wow. He invited me over and, you know, one of the best advice he ever gave me is like, you know, if you ever want to advance in life, you need to be around the people who have already advanced in life. And you need to keep them close. Mm. And he gave me that. So I need to keep you guys close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you need to keep us close. Because we are advanced <laughs> in age. <laughs> And experience. And experience. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. That's really good yeah. advice. Yeah. That's no, really he told me good straight advice. up. Um, but you know, the thing about Mexico is that you get into family. It's a family culture. So I have a Mexican family mm. till today uh, that I still communicate yeah. with. Um, and it's really interesting because out of that whole experience, I was able to really understand you know, the value of, you know, having mentors who end up becoming your friends, who end up becoming, quote unquote, your brothers, your big Mm. brothers, your big sisters, you know, who you'd have. That's how I actually got into this, because as I went through my career, when I came back from Mexico, I got recruited by Inmobi, Mm -hmm. which is a mobile advertising company that, you know, sells um, ads on digital platforms, specifically mobile devices. Mm -hmm. When I got back to Kenya, I was able to work with them. And then WPP recruited me, I guess a year and a half later. Didn't stay there for long. Mm -hmm. um, And then decided to venture into entrepreneurship. Uh, One of the advice, as as I was living life, you know, one of my brothers, bigger brothers, I call them big brothers now, you'll, and you'll hear me mentioning brothers and sisters mm-hmm. because they are brothers, big brothers, big sisters. One of my big brothers told me, you know, never build a house that you don't have a room in. Mm-hmm. If you're going to work for someone, you're helping them build their house. Mm-hmm. You need to ensure you have your room in it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got into entrepreneurship that, you know, doubles up as employment also. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Spe- speaking of Isaac mm-hmm. and and uni and everything and even from the conversations that we've had, you mm-hmm. seem very passionate about education. Yes. Did you learn everything that you know from school, or was there moments of you know self teaching? Yeah. Maybe just tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it uh, it starts first and foremost with your attitude that you'd have. Mm-hmm. You won't learn everything from from school. Mm. Um, it's it's life experiences you know, have a very interesting way of giving you lessons that you might not necessarily learn from the classroom. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I got to realize quite quickly when I got my um, sales and marketing job with NIC Mm -hmm. um, was that I needed to know how to do a sales pitch. 
and I didn't know how to do that. So mm-hmm. the next thing I did, like I remember that night after telling my mom I'm going to join Strathmore, I went online. I was like, you didn't dialed up. I know no. at that time there was no dial up. <laughs> at least now the internet was connecting. Okay. I, I I think we had like proper. We had cyber cafes yeah, and okay. stuff like it that. Was, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. I remember going and searching and seeing like you know how to do a sales pitch for example mm-hmm. and one of the dopest things that happened was I'd watch this YouTube video of you know guys doing sales pitches and it it would be very personal it's not it's not about the business it's all about mm. you the customer and how you'd actually you know get it there mm-hmm. um and I f- I just fell in love with it and like the TED talks about it and I like went again into it and it was just an attitude adjustment that yeah. I had to have um but then i realized quite quickly i mean a lot of this stuff i just checked online yeah so i just went and googled stuff you know and you know the funniest thing about yeah. what you're saying because when i was and i like to joke about it but literally you yeah. know because i started my career 20 years ago mm-hmm. wait what don't look at me like this but <laughs> 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 so i've been in the street <laughs> that was nice 20 years ago but um the thing is that that time the information the people who succeeded are the yes, ones who had access, access to, to information. that information yeah. yes exactly you know what i mean yeah. like if you found and it was not of course the internet and access to the internet wasn't there mm. so even to find somebody to tell you this is how a sales call yes yeah. should be should be this is the script yeah. this is the script yeah. because there is a script there is a right script, yeah, there's right a there. there's a method to the madness yeah. you know even if you're thinking in the marketing perspective this is what a marketing campaign looks like yeah. those days it you nobody had that information mm. yeah right so i think it's so beautiful to hear that it's true even these days and i'm thinking i'm like oh i want to do an ad or i'm thinking of the certain type of campaign i want to do mm. just go online yeah, yeah you just yeah? go and search and you can yeah, sit yeah. i sit i do this a lot but i can sit when i'm I can sit for an hour and just watch ads. Mm. And eventually you'll see what you want and exactly. you have in those days remember yes. I mean you wanted to see an ad I don't know who do you call K- KBC KTN you, yeah. you know what know. I mean they were not there. Yeah. So I think it's so beautiful that you can learn and learning is not necessarily at a going to class. Yeah. You know? It's okay. just it's, it's that attitude that you have. I always tell people this. I always tell like guys who come to my office like I may never recruit for skill set by the way. Mm-hmm. I may recruit for attitude. Mm. It's true. Because when you're recruiting for attitude, you're recruiting someone who's hungry. And someone yeah. who's hungry, mm. yo, that's a, an effort. That's a danger. Because mm. they will learn anything mm. they Those need to. Those are killers. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, Joel, um when you talk about learning and um teaching yourself on the internet, what are the opportunities around that? and where can someone get these courses or things that they can do to to learn more and you know um upskill themselves that's a very very important question um and i'll say this because i think there's a purported notion that young people have today mm-hmm. that a lot of the education that you can get has to be paid for has to come from a tertiary institution if i'm meant to get a well paying job i need to has to be physical has to be physical mm. yeah let me just demystify this for our audiences mm-hmm. number 1 you do not need to be physically present in a classroom um you do not need a actual um quote unquote degree from yeah. a tertiary institution mm-hmm. to get a really well paying job before this interview i just went and searched like you know top paying jobs in the world right now outside medicine which you clearly need to go to school for the next best paying job is actually an analyst mm-hmm. 
followed by uh, a performance digital performance manager or performance trader mm -hmm. do you know for those two courses you don't need an online degree for those two jobs you don't need an online degree for that mm -hmm you actually it's a skill set that you build yeah. and you need certain background you need like a mathematical background yeah. so as long as you went to high school and you studied math yeah. you're good mm -hmm. you don't need an online or a offline Physical. offline you don't need you a don't, degree you don't need a degree you don't need yeah. a degree period yeah. it's a skill that you learn mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. now today education has been so democratized because of the internet all you need to do is to just go on google and check out Google Skills Shop. Mm. They have free certifications on how to become a digital marketer, how to become an e-commerce expert, how to become an analytics expert, how to become um, a programmatic expert, mm -hmm. how to become a search expert. Mm -hmm. There are different levels to it. Um, and yes, I mean, university degrees will give you the edge that you need to get these things yeah. faster yeah. because there is I, I believe you know tertiary institutions tell you why things are the way they are and then they'll eventually show you how mm. they are mm. um I, and and it gives people who have gone through you know university education the ability to be able to get these things faster but to be honest with you like a lot of the best people i've seen in this space are the people who are hungry enough to go and research for themselves mm. and they were able to go and take up those courses and they're able to do it and guys you know you're know, being paid upwards of like 300 400k easily mm. yeah easily yeah in some of these big institutions how do you know legit um, sites that people can actually go to good question so google is one of them mm -hmm. so google skills shop um uh, Facebook also offer their own certification mm -hmm. um, and I think for Facebook you the the, the material is free mm -hmm. but then you pay like I think it's like 11k or 12k for mm -hmm. the exam for mm -hmm. the certification um, which is cheaper than a lot of courses yeah. that really? I know out here yeah. yeah. alright um, I think you know if you're really interested in also getting that tertiary education you're looking at universities there are actually universities that exist around the world mm -hmm. that offer free degree programs for mm -hmm. example in marketing in uh, software uh, it's not not necessarily software engineering but in um, computer science yeah. for example for free mm -hmm. one example is um, University of the people you or people mm -hmm. uh, go and check it out University of the people offers free degree programs to people who are interested in taking it. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. And it's amazing. Last year we did um, a course, and I think it's just the power of mm -hmm. online mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. education and learning. So we did a digital leadership course, mm -hmm. right? And it was obviously leaders who were leading and were leading teams and, exactly. and building mm -hmm. products into this digital world. Mm -hmm. And it was, I think, BUX, Boston mm -hmm. University. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And it is such a beautiful experience. I was surprised because mm. I've never done a fully online course yeah. either, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know, there's the whole instructor, so there's somebody in a video, yeah, exactly. you know, then there's the written stuff, and mm. then there's an exam at yeah. the end of it, and it's, yeah. a, it's a, you know, and it's, and actually then you get the certificate. Mm. So, you know, the whole process, I think if you, it, it saves you, first, you know, if, imagine if you're going to, I don't know, where were you going, America? Yes. You who was going to the US. <laughs> saves you the heartache of going to yes. look for a visa and being yes. denied. Yes. And you're getting the same quality of education as anyone else there in it's that post right and you know what was really interesting like i remember because i 
you know, when it came to like performance marketing and I'd go and pitch this to companies uh, when I was working in South Africa into Kenya, because at some point in my career, I worked in Cape Town, mm-hmm. you know, looking after mm-hmm. brands in Kenya. One of the really interesting things around this space was and a lot of people may not have the understanding of it. I used to actually, cause, cause it's changing every time. So for me, I have like a LinkedIn paid, um, LinkedIn learning that you pay for. Mm. Mm. And you just constantly learn out of that. What was really interesting for me was that I remember this one company, I won't say the name, came and approached me and said, we'd like you to train our leadership on the new digital transformation and mm-hmm. you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And you know what I did? I did not know anything about digital transformation. So I went on LinkedIn learning, took all the best <laughs> Uh, teachers, as far as digital transformation is concerned, mm-hmm. looked at how they structured their nini, their, their 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 programs, and then I learned from them, and then I curated my own Program? curriculum, yeah. and I went and sold it to this company. Yeah, and in, made money. in a, and one week, made money. and I made money. Wow! Let no one like you. There's no money in I Kenya, know. by the way. No, there's that's money. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. just have to be creative, and you have to see the opportunity. You exactly. have to see the opportunity for because somebody yeah. else would have looked at that and be like, "Whoa, where yeah. do I start?" I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah? but the yeah. power of just and, and it's all online. Yeah, it's, everything is online. Actually, as long as you just yeah. get, you know where to look. Yeah. Like now you're, you know, because I think for me sometimes you feel like it's such a, it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It is a lot. So it's yeah. sort of just as long as you have a direction on ideas of where you know how to, to look, funnel where it to funnel it in. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah yeah um and you know like when we're, we're living in the information age um i think we are probably my kids are going to be trans transitioning in away from the information age to the experience age where they experience the information in real life based on even as a brand how do i stand out how do consumers experience me like when that that reality is coming mm-hmm. um the metaverse <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what the metaverse is it's like you know my my son plays fortnite yes and i'm like the metaverse is here it's there it's, it's here. here because they're already there in yeah. avatars I playing know. with strangers i'm I like know. who is that <laughs> do we know them can you I, know? can i can i can i shock you ladies this morning um my daughter uh was on roblox roblox is also a form of metaverse yes and she she brought her tablet to me and she was like daddy i want to show you something and she was like you work with banks right i'm like yeah okay so yeah so there's this bank uh she built a bank in the metaverse (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and then she built i don't know why she did this but she built an mpesa shop Oh <laughs> <laughs> then I asked her, why did you have the Mpesa shop there? She was like, well, because I have my own currency in the metaverse. Oh, so what currency do you have? And she was like, I've got Mpesa bucks. <laughs> and then she had like her Roblox, Robux. Uh-huh. And she had like Kenya shillings and then US dollar. And she's like operating in this yeah. world. This oh is a seven year old. And I was like, Hold what? up! You've created your own. And she was like, "Yeah." So and I asked her, "So how do you? How does this work?" And she was like, "Yeah, other people who are online can come into my world, and if they want to buy this shield or this sword or whatever, they'll have to go and change their Roblox Robux into my M-Pesa bucks or into my US dollar, wow. whatever, so that I can earn the money, and then I'll go and store it in my bank." I was like, what? <laughs> so 
seven years. No comeback. Like, yeah. I didn't have a comeback. I'm like, and this is actually what I wanted for my daughters at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that's and amazing. This is future, and that's yeah. the future, exactly yeah. what you're talking about, yeah. right? Mm. Experience, she's building, she's. Uh, it, there's e-commerce in there. There's e-commerce. Yeah. There's e-commerce. There's yeah. blockchain. There's blockchain in there. <laughs> there's, 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 there. there's a metaverse there. There's a metaverse. There's gaming. There's gaming. I mean, so like, much. gosh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so no, crazy times, yeah. But but it's beautiful, huh? Mm. So three things. Tell me three things that if I was now sitting and I want to be mm. a CEO, mm. leverage online learning, or you know, I want to be like you, right? And I want to um, maybe. 18 mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm in high school because you have to this journey in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm 16. You're yeah. seven, let's say you're 17. I'm around 16, yeah, 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the three things you'd want to leave with me um, so that I can learn from your journey and probably get to where you are? Yeah. So the first thing is you've, you've heard me talk about hunger yeah. quite a lot, right? Mm-hmm. You always have to stay hungry, stay foolish. That's actually a, a terminology that's thrown around. Uh, yeah a lot but people don't really realize mm. what it takes right so the hunger aspect is is really important because with that hunger you can be able to drive yourself mm. to a certain point the moment you feel you're comfortable mm-hmm. there's a problem mm. yeah you need to learn how to be comfortable in your discomfort zone mm-hmm. right so that's the first thing i'll always say that is going to be really important in everything that you do and and that is only facilitated with the sort of attitude that you have so again ambassador nabukwesi (laughs) shout out shout out um he was saying you know skills account for uh, knowledge accounts for um you know 10 percent of your success in life Mm -hmm. um the other 15% is based off of the skill set mm-hmm. that you acquire that you build mm-hmm. you know but the other 75% is actually from the attitude that you have mm-hmm. so whatever if you have the right attitude so and that mm-hmm. hence the hunger mm-hmm. so I, I will emphasize this mm-hmm. um hunger is one thing number two is um as far as you know to your point to get to where I am right now you need to surround yourself with people who have gone ahead. I'm just regurgitating what I was told yeah. that mm. I was fortunate enough to, you know, build and interact with people. Don't be afraid of coming and telling Candy or telling Paula, I see what you're doing at Safaricom. I really love what you're doing. Can I please? Okay, and let me tell you guys something that's really interesting. Um, some of the best people I've hired in my, of the 175, 178 people we have, some of the best people I've hired are the ones who took a step of faith. They took a leap of faith and they came to my LinkedIn and just sent a note. It, they don't care that my title is CEO mm-hmm. or, you know, went to Harvard University. No, it's not about that. They're like, I just want to learn. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who I have seen growing from intern to director in four years. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Because mm-hmm. it demonstrates hunger. They've put themselves out there mm-hmm. and they are willing to say like, you know, I recognize that you're, you're someone who has gone ahead. And it also takes one to know one because not everyone will respond in the same way. Yeah. But it doesn't hurt. What's the worst thing that could happen? You'll be told no. Yeah. yeah. That's the worst thing. That's the worst thing. Aye. Mm. 
that you remain in the you same remain, point. You remain Nothing there. Has Nothing has changed. Yeah. yeah. At least you did it, mm. right? So you know, surround yourself. You know, pursue people who have actually gone ahead of you. Mm-hmm. They've actually made it. Um, and I do the same thing till today. Yeah. I surround some of my best friends are actually in their fifties. Mm. They are CEOs. Like I, I recently got um, you know introduced to one of the biggest. Uh, infrastructure developers in the US. Mm-hmm. He ended up becoming like a really good friend who helped me improve my golf game. <laughs> Are we going to go there? Are we going to go there? I had to bring it. Oh up. my god. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We're so. supposed to be golf buddies. <laughs> oh, Just really? Yeah, we're supposed Just to be. We started playing golf. Now he's meeting infrastructure developers. Developers who yeah. are helping him in his golf yeah. game. So yeah, put I need yourself to pull out up there. myself. Yeah, and then the last thing is as far as all this is concerned i'm a very big believer in prayer i'm a very big believer in um in 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 aligning yourself spiritually and you know having the mental capacity to acknowledge and say that it doesn't matter whatever religion you're in whether it's islam hindu as long mm-hmm. as you recognize there's a deity yeah. um there's a bigger force behind mm-hmm. what you're driving yeah um um, you know, tapping into that in whatever way you need to tap into that because believe it or not, um, you know, whatever is driving you is actually coming from a place of abundance that you can't really explain. Mm, right? True. And even as a human being, the way you exist as a person, it's from the abundance of your own heart that it's from the outside, inside out. Mm-hmm. Right? So always see how you could actually be able to tap in right now. I won't I won't prescribe a specific religion or spiritual mm. practice or whatever, but just having that understanding that there's something bigger than you that you can actually be able to tap into and be able to drive mm. from is a big thing. So those would be the three things that, that I would say. I really love that about faith. I call yes. it faith. Yes, it's faith. Yeah, Because yeah. It's, it's like face over fear we're talking yeah. about exactly. fear yeah. yeah you know yeah. Yeah. because that's for me the thing every time you're fe- you're fearful of something it's because you're looking at what is yes. versus what could, could be. be yeah exactly right and yeah. that's what that spirituality does exactly. it just always keeps you alive to the world of what it could be yes mm-hmm. and what you can do yes exactly right? and that's just yeah. i love that that's yeah. very powerful yeah. yeah yeah so like you know if you operate from a place of fear if you're fearful of uh, putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. if you're fearful on a podcast, on a, in, yeah, fact, exactly. yeah, in yeah. fact, when we were doing Blaze two mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. the main hindrance for young people mm-hmm. was fear. Mm-hmm. So one of the, actually our underlying theme was courage. And that's mm-hmm. why we developed grit, greatness yes. requires internal yeah, right, toughness yes. and courage. Yes. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have that, you'll always be stuck somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and, and you have to believe in yourself mm. you know what i mean like because that's what fuels the, that's, that's where that's the hunger comes it, from exactly. that's where the when yeah. you get things get tough yeah. that's what keeps you going yeah you know Andy, what would be your parting shot as we close wow i mean f- thank you so much <laughs> i have so many i have so many nuggets i told you <laughs> what did i tell you we, this is it's not going to be enough i know and I said we'll this. do it again yeah. we'll do it okay you'll come back Fine. <laughs> come back to discuss yeah. something else we but can break down those three things yeah deep without doing Let's talk about about grit. But what has stuck <laughs> yeah, what has stuck for me is and I and I because I also I'm such a believer in that. Yeah. In that thing of be comfortable in the discomfort. Yeah. Because I again it 
things are life i think the human form is uncomfortable yes i think from the day you're born even mm. from when you leave your mother's womb mm. that kakrai is mm. welcome to discomfort mm. yeah life mm. is hard mm. you know and can be hard mm. and once you accept that and you're okay with it being this you know it's, it's gonna be uncomfortable mm. yeah it's gonna mm. be hard you know trying to navigate this world of the internet is hard trying to build your career is hard yeah but as long as you understand that the discomfort is part of the deal mm. Yeah, then now you soldier through it. I think for Absolutely. me that's where the the gold is. Yes. Yeah, yeah? the sure. gold is really after that uh, yeah. adversity. So yeah. I really like that thought around be comfortable in the discomfort Comfort, and yeah. just you know it really speaks mm. I guess to grit. Mm. Yeah, just go. Mm. Keep going. Absolutely. Keep going. Don't yeah, stop. Just keep going. Yeah. Keep learning, keep yeah. trying, keep yeah. pushing. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. What's your parting shot? My parting shot is how we call it in Safaricom, you know, mm-hmm. Molekani internet. Mm-hmm. Like look at Joel, a whole CEO at the age of 34. Um he's actually learned um a lot of things uh by himself through the power of the internet, through networking. Mm-hmm. He's getting in touch with people he met years ago mm-hmm. through technology. Mm-hmm. So I mean, um it's amazing to see what the internet can do for for people. Mm-hmm. And as we close, um we're going to be having such conversations and more with people like Joel who are very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um on our Blaze platform, we're bringing Blaze back. Oh, so wow. Finally. Finally, please look out for <laughs> pages. Next year we're going to be doing it bigger and better. And time. obviously, we're going to be offering young people with exclusive offers and discounts on smartphones, devices, data bundles yeah. so they can empower themselves like mm. Joel mm. and be the better versions of themselves. Mm. Yeah, so thank you so much guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much Joel. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Until thank next so much. time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. This is the iMarket podcast brought to you by the Marketing Society of Kenya, Safaricom and Capital FM.